Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. with a new perspective. News with a black perspective. The Black Information Network is the first all-news audio and digital network for and by the black community. Get the podcast and get the biggest news and business stories delivered to you every morning. Subscribe to the Black Information Network daily and wake up with the latest from the Black Information Network. Loaded and ready to go when you are. Listen to the Black Information Network daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take this rap shit Hey, yo, 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 yo. Mic check. One, two. Back in effect. Episode 140. 140. Episode 140, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your host. And yeah, we about to get busy. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. You know, celebrating this Father's Day. Yeah, you know happy I mean? Father's Day, yo. Thank you, man. Shout out to all the fathers out there. Yeah, all the pops. Shout out to all of y'all who are on the timeline eviscerating your fathers. Yes. <laughs> As is uh, customary on social media at this point. Yeah, shout out to... I, I love Father's Day and Mother's Day um, on social media in particular because I like seeing everybody's family. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I, I joke, but I like seeing pictures of y'all with y'all pops or with your moms and shit like that like I, it, it warms my heart yeah I thought about taking a picture of like me standing there with just like my arm in the air like oh, I'd be shit. around somebody <laughs> like you know what I mean It'd be like yo be my pop like but I decided not to do that yeah um, my mom has uh, pictures as folks know like my father uh, passed away when I was really young um but my mom has pictures of me and my dad, but I'm like, we're little kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah, what's, uh, besides Father's Day and uh, <laughs> this continued, we're, we're I, I don't know, are we still, are we still in uh, lockdown here in Philly? Like, what's the deal? We're in, we're in the green. We're yellow face. Oh, man. We're yeah, okay, face. so yeah, they, they announced that green is coming. Yeah, green comes July 3rd, I think. Oh, this shit feel like nine eleven and like the terror. <laughs> like you remember that shit when yeah. like when they're like Bush. yo we're in yellow state we're in yellow we're in yellow code yellow right now whatever the fuck that shit every day it'll be like yo we're orange today. Dog, that shit was such like an obvious manipulation. Like uh-huh. Bush would Bush would do some fuck shit or like his approval ratings would dip <laughs> and he'd be like yo you know we in code red right <laughs> like. Y'all know we in orange. Like, that shit was like, people um, need to be, if, if if it hasn't already been happening, people need to be writing books on uh, the psychological manipulation that happened oh, yeah. 
you know, during the the war on terror, war of terror. <laughs> no, it Back was in like two thousands. It was like two years after I had read nineteen eighty four, and it's like it was so out of the nineteen eighty four playbook, right? Um, of like, oh, yo, uh, we're you know we're at, we're at, you know chance you know uh, we're at a ten percent chance of a, a of a terrorist attack today. Blah blah blah. It's mm-hmm. like it's all manip- excuse me, it's all manipulation. Like, right, right. So. Yeah, right now we're like, oh, yo, we're in yellow phase, and then like when we go to green, it's still not a hundred percent green. Right, it's like like a light green. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we're like an aqua green right now. Yeah, yeah. we don't go full, you know what I mean, Kermit green until like just relax, man. Like I'm still like they talk about gyms getting ready to open back up in July. I'm like, I'm not going to a fucking gym. I I enjoyed going to uh, kickboxing around the corner from our crib. I am not doing that shit <laughs> in in the summer oh. or the fall. I'm 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 waiting this shit out, dog. Because like I don't know what it it's about. I don't know, you know how it'll affect me or whatever. But I'm yeah, I'm leaving that shit alone. Dog, I'm not getting on no damn sweaty ass like equipment. Like I get on a stationary bike after somebody just got off and they assed and sweat. I'm not I'm not right. doing none of that. Be like, right? This shit lives on surfaces. Yeah, yeah. I I want to like I want to you know I'm trying to get better in shape and all that kind of stuff and lose some weight. Blah 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 blah. blah. But yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. not doing that right now, man. Like it's just not the wave to be like, yo, let's you know let's get back to the gym. I'm good, man. Like. That shit, like going to parties, like it's gonna suck. Like you know what I mean. It's summertime, like all the parties that can be happening. But yeah. I'm not trying to be in a room with fifty, sixty people, dog. It's just not the wave right now. Dog, you remember when we used to do Sophistafunk in West Philly, and it would be like people packed in yeah. that small. It would room. be so hot that the the fucking windows would fog up. Yep, walls be sweating and shit. Yeah. Nah, yo, uh, uh-uh. uh, that shit's like a hot hot box for <laughs> yeah illness. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, they, you know Trump had his rally yesterday and shit. Yeah, uh, yeah first yeah, of all, what... shout out to uh, uh, K-pop stands and all the youngsters on TikTok who went out there and fucking read, uh, reserved all the tickets so there was like two thousand people. At a rally, they were reporting we got a million requests for. Yeah, so that's that is interesting to me. That um, I mean, obviously, like young people are way more savvy. Yeah, <laughs> than fucking than Trump and his uh, administration. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they reserved a bunch of tickets, and that motherfucker looked empty as hell. Yeah, you know what I mean. Somebody, I can't think of who said this shit on Twitter. Somebody was like, "Yo, the room was half empty." And it was mostly white people there. The shit looked like an underground rap concert. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I can't think of who said that shit, but I was like, yeah, that's fucking genius. It's, you know, nobody, nobody in their right mind shows up to see that guy. Dog, you, know? you couldn't pay me to be in a room with those people. Like, I, look, I couldn't be a reporter. Like, you know, they send reporters out there. I'm like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Dog, first of all, the energy is so angry and like yeah like i want to be around that energy um and then on top of that like yo 
y'all in there with no mask? They, they were showing pictures of motherfuckers in there, no mask, standing on top of each other. And fuck that. Be yeah. like, they like, said, like, yo, you got to sign a waiver just to get in this joint so you can't sue us if you get coronavirus. Whoa. Wow. Because they know. Yeah. It's just incubating in there because their followers, their fan, his fan base aren't going to wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, that's the same thing. Like, Fox News is telling folks. Yo, there's no uh, coronavirus ain't as bad as you think, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they still social distancing in the studio or working from home. Right. So, that's like, so, that's so fucked up. <laughs> you know, y'all believe in propaganda. Meanwhile, they still operate in that way. It's crazy. Um, I think I think it was Slate published an article um, this week. Obviously, I think it's still too early to tell, but they said that the cities that had major protests, like mass protests um, for the George Floyd uh, situation, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, these cities that had like major protests aren't reporting COVID spikes. Yeah. Which makes sense because everybody that I've seen, I haven't gone to any actions since this whole thing happened, um, I am very skittish about my immune system. Yeah, obviously, with everything that happened. Yeah, since the whole thing two years ago. So I haven't been to any protests. Um, every protest that I've seen, folks have been mashed up. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? It's the cities and the areas with the protests, with the, the you know, folks who've been protesting to, you know... Um, Open up, open up the economy. You know what I mean. I, I want to go get a tan, or I want to go <laughs> get a burger, or whatever. Those cities have been reporting COVID strike uh, yeah. uh, spikes. You yeah, know well, what I mean? it makes sense considering like the people who are going to the protests and stuff like that generally believe in science as opposed to right. you know what I mean. The people who will tell you like. You know, evolution ain't real, or yeah. you know what I mean. Like, you know, we don't yeah. believe in climate change. <laughs> like, so the motherfuckers who will protest for police brutality, they believe in. They might believe in like astrology and shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the motherfuckers also believe in science. Yeah, they also believe in climate change. Yeah. Right, and believe that this shit is real. So yeah, I've definitely. Um, I thought that was interesting. That like Philly, Minneapolis, like they they've been reporting like. Um, that the shit's kind of flattened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know the exact scientific term for it, but there hasn't been a spike since these protests have started. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's love. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, because it goes against, like, the idea... Like, that was a, a blowback from a lot of people who were like, well, I guess we don't believe... Like, Fox News, I saw say that shit. Like, well, I guess they don't believe in... Uh, 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 Fucking uh, social distancing doesn't matter anymore because look at the protests, blah 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 blah. Yeah, and uh, excuse me, I thought about something because you know uh, Trump like started trying is trying to like sue, sue Twitter now or whatever because oh, um, like okay. they fact checked him and shit. Right. Um, and then Facebook like took down some of his ads because they said there was like some racial shit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching this Vox video about. Uh, the time white supremacists like overthrew the North Carolina government or some shit like that. Right. I've heard about that, but I don't know um, the full story. Yeah. So like, I don't, I'm not going to go into the whole thing or whatever, but like essentially what happened was like 
the white the democratic white supremacy in that area lost power of the government mm-hmm. um, black folks and like uh like poor white folks um joined forces in like i forget they, i call it i think they called the fusion party mm-hmm. it was like the democratic party i mean the republican party and like this other like side party had joined together and became the fusion party and ended up like taking over like the state house and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, and it was in like main city of like Wilmington and whatever. So, um, and like Wilmington at that time had like a majority um, black population Mm -hmm. uh, and like it was successful. Like they were running businesses, like it was a successful business area and all that kind of shit. So um, the white folks came together, like the, you know, the racist White folks came together and were like, yo, we can't have this happen. We need right. to get power back, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, through, like, bullshit, trickery, and, like, you know, that kind of shit. And then, like, convincing the the white folks, the poor white folks to, like, go against their own interests mm. of, like, getting, like, powerful people out of power so then, like, they could have some kind of say in what was going on. Um, like, they, you know, they, they started running... Uh, um, basically ads where it was like yo uh you know we'll you vote us vote for us and we'll you know we'll guarantee 80 percent of the jobs go to white folks and all like all that kind of shit and then like um you know then they started the you know the black man's after the white woman and he can't be blah blah like that kind Mm -hmm. of shit you know all all the racist tropes um and so uh like then I think I forget exactly now, forget exactly how it fell out. But, you know, obviously it was like a race riot that it was, you know, white folks right. like started tearing through Wilmington. It was burning down buildings. Um, they threatened this one dude who ran like the one black paper in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they threatened like, yo, if he's here in 24 hours, he's got 24 hours basically to live. He, if he's here in 24 hours, we're gonna, we'll kill him. We'll lynch him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so like he took off and like, the main thing they did was like burn down his his newspaper his building that had the newspaper and like the printing press essentially. Mm, wow. And so what I like when that when they said that and they were like, you know, it was the one way people got to organize. It was, you know, it was the one way people could like rally to organize is through and they could communicate through this newspaper. Right. It made me think about what was going on with like Trump wanting to get rid of uh you know, Trump like going against Twitter. He wants to get rid mm-hmm. of Twitter and wants to shut down social media because, like, how much of like rallying is going through social media right now? It's how we communicate with like, yo, here's the places we're gonna go do this, and yeah. like, so one thing made me think about it was like, uh, fuck, like that's straight, you know, fascist uh, out the fascist playbook. Like, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, yo, we gotta shut down. You know, unless it's state TV, nothing can, you know, no news. And that's yeah. part of what he does with, like, calling the news the enemy of the people. And, like, mm-hmm. those are all out of, like, fascist playbooks. Yeah. 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 So that's all out the fascist playbook. But then, like, when they were talking about that's how people rallied and shit like that, it made me think about social media and, like, what he's doing now with his attacks on social media. Right. Um, And I just started thinking about, like... Damn man, like that shit is like cold right out the uh, right out the playbook. But it also made me think about like how resilient the resistance can be because motherfuckers will just find another way. Yeah, absolutely. And then when I heard about this shit today about the K-pop 
stands and the uh, the kids on TikTok just like, oh yeah, we're gonna go. You know what I mean? We're gonna go register these tickets. I saw this shit on here. I'm gonna go register a ticket so it fucks up Trump's uh, rally. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, you know what? Like the kids gonna figure this shit out in the long run. Like yeah. you know what I mean? We don't need to. We don't need to be there holding their hands through the whole thing. Like they gonna learn a way to get around it and shit. And they'll figure out, you know, um, we'll say modern solutions for modern problems. Yep, absolutely. You know what I mean? So they'll work it out. And, and you know, the I hate that um, Donald Trump is in any position of power in the Shit. world. He's, he's injured so many people even before he walked into the White House. This is a absolutely. person who was a rapist, uh, a public racist an exploiter of people, an exploiter of workers, somebody who had been cheating people out of their lives and happiness long before he walked into the White House. And now this country saw fit, at least half of the population saw fit to elect this person, you know. Um, so he's he's been on some bullshit for a long time. And the fact that uh, he's in the highest seat in the land, it's even worse. But it's it's also, I think, exposing the uh, the veneer of what this country really is. And it's kind of like pulling back the veil of how barbaric and greedy and ugly this country really is and where this country's priorities lie. I feel like sometimes we talk about people like Donald Trump, like they're like, um, like he's some kind of like, oh, shit went left. You know what I mean? But oh, this yeah. shit, this shit is built on racism and misogyny and like the the exploitation of workers. Absolutely, there would be a racist and a misogynist as president. You know what I mean? Because that's what the country is is founded on. And I think that um, a lot more people through social media and other means, a lot more people are uh, understanding that shit now and really peeping it. Yeah, definitely. I remember talking to my mom about this. When she was just like, yeah, you know, he's going to get impeached. He's going to get impeached. And I was like, I mean, great that he if he gets impeached. Awesome. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, that ain't happened. But like, um, I was like, but he's not the problem. Like, he's a right. product of the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, first of all, I don't think Pence is any better. So it's not like you get rid of him and Pence becomes president. Cool, and you're like, get, all right, yeah. cool. Like, this, Pence believes in fucking conversion therapy. Jesus. So it's so crazy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, you know, getting rid of him isn't like, oh, we're we're good. Like we got rid of him, everything's cool now. It's like, no, like fucking Steve King is an open white supremacist in serves in Senate. Like yeah. so yeah, there's a there's a there's a real root of the issue problem. And if we don't start addressing that kind of shit, there isn't a uh, you know, um, a fucking you know like oh we just get like there's and part of that too I think comes down to like the idea of a bad guy we're so like entrenched in that idea like oh we have to have a bad guy we have to have a bad guy yeah. we don't look like listen man in Star Wars like part of the thing what I don't think a lot of people like understand is like you know the Empire is ruling the galaxy and then they killed the Emperor in you know Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and it's like guess what like there's still 
tons of empire out there you have to defeat. Like, they're not just going to roll over now because the emperor is gone. Right. We got so a bad like, system. Exactly. There's a there's a bad system in place. So, like, we have to now work on getting the system. I mean, like you said, I definitely think, I definitely see that, especially with, like, um, more of the people that I follow now. You see, like, oh, they're talking about, like, the systemic issues. Right. Not just right. like, oh, well, if we get rid of and I think that, you know, you're starting to see even that more turn now with like, you know, five years ago when like Ferguson happened and shit like that. Defund the police was not the rallying cry. Was not on the table, yeah. You know what I mean? Now people like you see more and more people getting radicalized in the ideas of like, yo, there's a real systematic problem. Right. And it ain't um, one, two or 30 or 1,000 cops. Exactly. It's yeah. like, yo, we have to make real systemic changes. And, like, you know, me and you have talked about before with, like, uh, the ideas that, like, um, fucking universal health care four years ago was, like, this crazy idea that Bernie had and shit like that. You know what I mean? Now it's like, oh, no, like, this health care was the number one issue for most people who were going in and during voting during the primaries. Yeah. Yeah. So like this isn't and like now everybody during the debates had to answer questions about universal health care. Right. You know right. what I mean? So like these kind of things like we're starting to move toward like, yo, we need to address these systemic issues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's pop out, take a break and come right back. Yep. Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or Shameless, or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of the Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. Each episode, we bring in amazing celebrity guests, and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us, including Lance Bass, Ashley I from The Bachelor franchise. Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainer, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lapkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate Micucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. Never thought you'd make a great switchboard operator or seltzer man or professional royal mistress? If old-timey jobs are your jam, we've got a podcast just for you. I'm Helen Hong. And I'm Matt Beat, and we host the new podcast, Job Salite, taking a look at jobs that used to be a thing and now not so much. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find Jobsolete on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom. Back in effect. Um, so you brought this up. Uh, I did want to chat about it. And it's related to what we were just talking about, about, you know, systemic change. Um, the Philadelphia, uh, the city of Philadelphia cut $33 million from the police department's budget yes for the i guess the 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 next year that uh yeah the 20 was it 2021 i guess yeah 2021 uh city budget yeah 
Um, not something that I thought would have happened. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly how much, excuse me, uh, Philly PD gets in a year. You know what I mean? I'm sure this isn't like, this is definitely not a crippling no. cut. But I do appreciate that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, that this is on the table now. Oh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like you just said, it's not a crippling cut, which ins- which is insane in itself because you cut $33 million from like the public education thing. Again, that goes to like, you know, how fucking schools end up with nurses that are there one day a week. It's just fucking crazy to me. So like those kind of things are like, oh, or like, dude, if you would flux $33 million alone into like the art scene in the city, like, right. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not like a huge thing, but what, like the biggest thing I think that comes from it is it shows that like us applying pressure to these people, like we're being heard and right. um, this is two weeks of pressure. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Imagine what imagine imagine what a year's worth of pressure would do or five years worth of pressure will do like those kind of things. That's why it's like it's important to not let up. Right. I I want the and I've said this before. I've said this on this show. I've said this on other people's shows that I've been on in the past like few weeks. I want people to really all of us, me included, really internalize how many concessions are being made from two or three weeks of pressure? Uh-huh. Yep. You know what I'm saying? What does a sustained, protracted effort looks look like? And what does that flip? You know what I'm saying? Um, I know the elections are uh, going to be coming up, and I know that um, the two you know, mainstream parties are going to be doing, they're going to be putting a lot of effort into funneling this energy into electoral politics. I hope that young people are cracking them books. And we're going to talk about this with the uh, J. Cole and no name thing a little Uh bit later too. I hope that young people are cracking these books and seeing, you know, like the black power convention in Gary, Indiana, you know what I mean? These, these different movements where, there was a lot of revolutionary energy that got co-opted, long story short. So I hope that um, we're understanding that it was on-the-ground action, mutual aid, and pressure applied to elected officials, not just voting, you know what I'm saying, that really, because they know, you know, they've been doing these bullshit primaries, but this, this, this shit came from pressure. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and this yeah. this this uh talk about defunding police and restructuring police departments and, and disbanding police departments, all of this talk and these concessions came from pressure, not from oh, let's just vote and then go home. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that we all learn from this moment, learn from past moments, and really understand what gets us results. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's really important to um, just to think about like what this what this looks like over an expanded amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you do this, you know, like you said, this is two weeks worth of pressure, right? You continue to press, 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 press. This is what like they talk about with, um, like I mean, honestly, you see this what what's happened 
with uh, like just the pressure people have put on the Democratic Party in the sense of being like, yo, these ideas that like Bernie was talking about four years ago, like these are things that are, we're serious about, right? Yeah, we ain't forget about this shit. Yeah. So what you want to do is then like, yo, like Bernie wasn't for defunding the police. Well, you know what? Like this is what we demand out of our next candidate, right? Mm-hmm. Like we love Bernie for these ideas, but we need this person to have this thing too. Right. You know what I mean? There's always and, a motherfucker more progressive and more well suited. Yes, exactly. So like, you know, what we need to do is continue to put the pressure on people. Like, cause it's not just like you said, it's not just voting, right? It's like, yo, we need to put the pressure on people to to even like have this idea to come out and support these these things, right? Yeah. Like we can't just continue to go like, oh yeah, like we'll just take what what you give us type shit. Like no, we yeah. demand that these these issues right are being addressed. And like, if Kenny thinks that like we'll we'll be quiet now because they dropped you know thirty three million out the budget, like guess what? Like next time we want fifty sixty million out the budget. Right. We right. want like. Next year, when it's time for budget calls, we have to make put. We have to put pressure on again to be like, "Yo, we want the police to fund it." Right. Like, you know what I mean? The police don't stop near crime in society. <coughs> like, how often have you seen? I've I've only seen when I've seen women being beat in the street. When I've seen different things happen, you know who's intervened in that shit? Regular motherfuckers. Yeah. Anytime I've seen a woman getting beat, either I jumped in the shit or some other man or woman jumped in it and stopped it. You know what I mean? It's, it's never been a cop come in and intervene on some shit. We need as minimal as crime. Violent crime has been going down since since me and you've been on this planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Violent crime has been going down. We need minimal police departments on the way to abolishing them. Yeah, and then like, with abolishing them, we need you know broader social safety net. We need a different society, a society yes. that don't need no cops. Yeah, and like um, that comes down to too, like yo, not only do we need to change policing, but we need to change like the social work aspect, and like is there's systemic racism in social work, um, right? There's like there's issues that we need to change across the board. And but building our social safety nets are the biggest issue. Like I just saw a video today of somebody in California. Um, the person was having a mental breakdown. Like, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And so the cop they called the, you know, called nine one one. The cops put a ladder up, climbed up to his balcony, came in and started shooting. Are you fucking kidding me? And it's like, yo, he's having a mental breakdown. We need people who are trained to deal with those kind of things. Right. Not fucking cops who are trained to kill people. Yeah. They're trained to kill. So what else do they do? Yeah. When they show up. They don't mediate shit. Like I've I've seen I don't mean to cut you off. No, 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 you could. Um I remember years ago we were having a uh, a party at the Sankofa house. This was not like a tense situation at all. It was just loud. Um and probably the neighbors called. So this cop, um, this was this. I think this was when um, me and you did the uh, stakes is high. It was an all ladies joint. Yeah, the one joint I didn't come to. I had to work that time. Yeah. So, motherfuckers, you know, in there rocking. It's like midnight, and the cops came and they were like, "Yo, whose whose party is this?" So niggas went and got me. 
So I'm standing there as a black cop. I'm standing there, and um, he's like, yo, can you tell them to turn it down? I was like, yo, I got you. So I went to the DJ, told whoever was on the decks at the time, yo, turn the volume down, the law outside. They turned it down. They got another call. This uh, cop comes back um, maybe 30 minutes later or whatever, and he's like, yo, I thought I asked y'all to turn turn it down. I was like, yo, we did. You know what I mean? He was like, well, people still complaining. I was like, all right you know, I'll talk to the DJ, we'll turn it down some more. And he was like, yeah, because you don't want me to come with more backup. And I was like, my man, you're escalating right now. (laughs) Exactly. I I said to you, you know, we was cool. I said to you, I'm going to tell them to turn it down more. or I'm going to turn it down more. There's no need for you to, I said, you're escalating right now. There's no need for that. You know what I mean? But that's their mentality. Yeah. The, The 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 people are their enemies. Yes, they're trained exactly. that way. You know yeah. what I mean. So and 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 that's been the case every time I've interacted with a cop. You know what I mean. They they escalate the shit. Like they get trained to essentially be like, well, every situation is a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. You're responding to a noise complaint, right? Like no, <laughs> you know, we wasn't searching niggas, but. You know, motherfuckers wasn't coming in with guns and they head wraps, you know what I mean, in the fucking Sankofa house. Like, come on. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's a noise complaint, dog. Like, you show up, like, yo, turn the noise. Your neighbors is complaining. Like, yeah. you know, can you turn the noise down? And then you roll off. Like, first of all, why the police get called in that situation is beyond weird to me. Like, right. you know what I mean? But. Because our society thinks that any conflict is to be mediated with force. Yes, absolutely. That's that's why. You absolutely. Know what I'm saying. Um and I, I think like we just we just need people to show like listen man, cops are not trained for eight years to deal with people who are having mental breakdowns. Where mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're not having you know, they're not trained in, you know, understanding every law of every situation they're not because they don't go to school for eight years for that kind of shit like right maybe we need to look into whatever we do going forward like you know whatever kind of uh law it you know enforcement shit that happens in the future it's got to be a situation where like yo these people need to be the highest trained human beings in the world because like one of the things that like one of the means that like i've seen going around and it's the complete truth is like Yo, cops aren't supposed to kill guilty people either. Yes. Like, you're not judge, jury, and executioner. Like, you know what I mean? So many people make that argument, too, and it just shows um, how violent, how brutal this society is. Like, somebody gets shot, and then uh, people will jump out and argue, well, he stole the candy bar. What the fuck is a candy bar? Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bill Cosby did that shit years ago. Bill Cosby did a whole speech in front of the NAACP. Told black people, your child deserves to get shot in the back for stealing a pound cake. That's that's like psycho shit. Exactly. Like, there's no reason. Like, the situation in Atlanta, the Rashad Brooks situation, where it's like, yo, why don't you just have people who deal with, like, addiction or whatever show up 
and go, hey, listen, you know what I mean? You were drinking. Like, do you have, like, you know, talk to Because they're trained counselors. Have them talk to them and see if they assessed it. Like, oh, this person has a drinking problem. Right. Or he just had one too many drinks tonight. Like, you know what I mean? And he drunk in his car. Yeah. You know, police, if you want to be helpful, put him in the back put seat a- and drive him the fuck home. Or call him an Uber. Like, right. why you cops can't have a fucking account there that they have to send people home? Like, dog, I've seen, I remember this shit when Livestock, that's what it was called, right? When they were just snatching people's cars on the street? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Livestock, John Street. Yeah, so they was just, for people who don't know, I don't know how many cities this shit happened in, but years ago, uh, we had a mayor, John Street, who just like inst- uh, instituted a thing called Livestock, where they were just like snatching people's wheels off the street. Again, it was a revenue thing, because then they could go sell them in uh, the in auctions. Uh, auctions. Yeah. So, they would just snatch you, take you, take the car from you, and leave you on the side of the road, no matter where you were. The right. cops could do this, right? Right. I mean, I saw people getting snatched, like they families was on the, on the you know, Husband and wife and kids is sitting on the side of a road, kid in a fucking, you know, baby carrier, and like they're just stuck down on the side of the road. Right. You're on the fucking, you live in South Philly, you're on the fucking boulevard. Yeah. In the Northeast. And this is before Uber and all that shit. So there yeah, was no, no like. No ride share. Yeah. So, you know, it was a situation like, you know, you don't, in that situation, it's like, yo, you don't have something set up to get these people home safe. Like, isn't that more of a public hazard than me driving around and my license is suspended or some shit like that? Right. Like, you just left people on the side of the road. Yeah. So, why isn't there a situation where you have this kind of thing set up where it's like, oh, listen, we'll call, we'll have an Uber come get you, take you home, get sure you get home safe, you know, we'll tow you, we'll tow your truck, to, car to your house or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that isn't that like more of a public service? Isn't that what they're supposed to be for in the first place? Is a public fucking service? Right. That's like that's the that's that's like the PR version. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I and I yeah. know that's not how this works. I'm just saying. I'm like kind of like brainstorming out loud. Like, why don't yeah, we have yeah. that kind of setup? Right. Where you know somebody shows up and goes, "All right, cool. This person's had too much to drink." And like, talk. I'm not gonna lie, man. I've had too much to drink one night. Fell asleep at a light on the boulevard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's happened. And I just got lucky that no no cop drove past me at that point. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, you know, it's happened a million times to people where they fall asleep. Or dog, I had cops harass me when I was working at my old job um, mm, where I yeah. would, like, pull over in, like, an empty parking lot and go take a nap. And I remember distinctly a cop coming up and banging on my window like, yo, what are you doing here? What's going on? I'm like, I'm taking a nap like you know what I mean? you, you see what i was doing yeah like, and stall me out let me live yeah he was like yo you can't stay here blah 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 we you know why are you sitting here why are you in this parking lot and it's like because it's an empty park it's it's lit and it's an empty parking lot so i'm not worried that like i'm hiding in the dark somewhere and somebody can assault me while i'm in the dark in the truck like right, right. I, i'm like yeah. he was like yeah you have to move you can't stay here and yeah. I'm like, what fucking difference does it make? Why does it matter that I'm sleeping here? I think that once, and I think this is partially what's happening in this conversation now. Is I don't say part. This is what's happening in this conversation now that we're having about police. We have to really come to terms with the nature of what police are. You know what I mean? Like they're they're here to protect property. They're here to maintain 
the class status quo and they're here to make, I mean, economic class and they're here to maintain the racial status quo. Once we like really all, uh, set all of that shit out on the chessboard and be like okay these are like now before you play a game like you establish like the rules of engagement yeah once we get past all of this you know public good shit and like rescuing a fucking kitten from a tree bullshit that you know we've we've kind of accepted like that the police's role is and once we really understand that it's economic class protecting property protecting racial status quos then we can change this shit you know what I mean? Because then we can um, really start to look at like, OK, well, what are the calls that police should be showing up for? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I really feel like all of this stuff, you know, um, can work towards with, you know, the other things with like the social safety net and all of that will be working towards a society where there are no armed class of people roaming around our neighborhoods shooting at kids and shit yeah and who who don't even half the time don't even see trial you know yeah, what i mean exactly. like that's that shit is insane whereas like if, if me and you were stuck on an island you know do we just give you the gun and you're the guy who decides yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean i decide what, law and order yeah you decide like what's right what's wrong you know when when does the gun come out when does it yeah. not like that shit's not uh, a sustainable situation you look at some of the most peaceful countries in the world they don't have you know local police departments with fucking tanks and shit yeah i mean like you'll see this 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 meme has floated around for a while on um social media where it's like it shows like a police car in like iceland and it's got like all these bright colors all over it and all that kind of shit so it's seen like it, the mm-hmm. purpose of it is to be seen yeah. and then like they showed like the dodge charger that's all blacked out with blacked out lights for the for you know a, a, a cop in the united states and yeah. it's like yeah they Stealth. purposely yeah it's purposely set up so it's like yo we're gonna sneak up on you Mm-hmm. It's like no, man. Like y'all, public servants. Yeah, that's yeah. not what y'all are supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Um, we're at about. Uh, if I may edit this out, we're we're at about forty. Um, you want to jump out for a final break, then come yeah. back, do the no name, talk the no name, and then just slide right into new music. Yep, yep. Okay, work. What do explorers, an army officer, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole, but only one of them made it. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and host of the new podcast, The Quest for the North Pole, which dives into the centuries-long race to explore the Arctic, find the Northwest Passage, and conquer the top of the world. With a cast of daring adventurers and some pretty determined amateurs— The Race to the Pole reveals the human desire to solve mysteries of geography and the soul. We'll look at the important Arctic expeditions that filled the blank spaces on the map and recognize how indigenous people made them successful. We'll examine what pushed explorers to venture ever farther into the unknown and uncharted, and how the climate crisis is changing the Arctic today. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Clinton. We're between seasons on my podcast, You and Me Both. 
But this week, we're dropping a special bonus episode because let's face it, these are extraordinary times. I'm talking to Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, about the violent insurrection on January 6th. I'll also be talking about how we can move forward as a country. Listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, boom, back in effect. Um, so <laughs> I don't even know if I could call this like rat beef. Yeah. It feels like, um, you know, like a polite disagreement <laughs> between <laughs> two talented people. Um, but J. Cole released a song, uh, it's a Snow on the Bluff. Snow on the Bluff, yeah. Snow on the Bluff, um, where basically he's, he's kind of like uh, addressing a woman who's, you know, clearly woke knows a lot of stuff and um he's going into i'm gonna uh look at some of the lyrics he's like uh let me see let me see basically he's 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 saying that he feels judged yeah you know by and it's this is this is aimed at one person but it speaks to a broader way that we engage each other um on the internet and basically, he feels judged by woke people. Um, he admitted that he doesn't, you know, do a lot of reading. He don't he don't be studying and cracking them books. You know what I mean? Which I don't know, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, and he dropped this song, and folks deduced that he was coming at uh, no the rapper No Name. Um, which is it's interesting to me that J Cole perceives clearly perceives this young woman i don't think they know each other but he clearly perceives her a certain way but you know she's somebody who's said shit you know publicly and been dragged you know what i mean like a year ago she said that uh you know i don't have no problem with capitalism yeah and and her fans got her together and were like you know these are the reasons why capitalism is you know exploitive the reasons why it's racist da 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 and she since embraced socialism and like anti-capitalism. Yeah, well, you know her original I mean? her original name was No Name Gypsy, and she changed right. it when she found out that word is not cool. Right. So she's somebody who's you know clearly willing to learn and has like a love of learning and figuring this shit out. The Cole thing, and and there's been like a whole backlash to Cole since uh, this song came out. But I think part of the um, one, it was timing. You know what I mean? A few black women had been killed like right before Cole put this song out and people feel people felt like he was attacking a prominent black woman. But I think also, you know, you can't be a smart motherfucker if you don't study. Yeah. You know what I mean? God give people certain gifts and shit, the gift of how to figure shit out and your mind works a certain way, you know, but you can't be you know, you want to be a learned person, you got to learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like, I feel like no name, like we've kind of seen her publicly take on the responsibility of being wrong and adjusting. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't seem like, I don't like, I don't know that I get that same willingness from this J Cole song. Yeah. I mean, listen, first off, it's like, I don't think 
she was like publicly airing him out specifically in like the tweets that he's addressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. part of it, it's like, yo, he's he saw that and then like took offense to it. It's like, well, then if you take offense to it, then maybe it is about you. And like, yeah. there's pro- there's obviously some insecurities in himself of like, because this dude has been on the front lines of like protesting and shit like that. So right. you cl- why you, you clearly care. Yeah. So why you thought that like these things were specifically being addressed to you? Um, it makes me go like, damn, I wonder if he feels some insecurities. Right. Right. So, you know, instead of just saying like, yo, you know, I feel like I some shit. I, you know, I, I'm being addressed in certain situations and you know what? I need to reevaluate how I look at things and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like he's like, yeah, man, why, why somebody got to say something about me? I don't, and like, that's, it's more like the, the whole situation to me is a, a situation of insecurity. Right. You right. know what I mean? He feels insecure and an insecure, he responded in an insecure way. I'll say this. I, I agree a thousand percent. I think it is rooted in insecurity. There's a lot of energy, especially on the internet, um, especially on Twitter. There's a lot of energy right now where I feel like people who aren't men, you know what I mean? As for like women, girls, non-binary people are really looking at the ways in which men have historically abused non-men and taken advantage of non-men and they're like no fuck that like we not with that shit no more and I think that it personally hurts men's feelings and and I think that much like racism when we talk about racism as uh-huh. non, non-white people I think it personally hurts white people's feelings which as opposed to like leaning into that pain and whatever lesson comes out of that pain, I think that men are being like resistant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not Definitely. wanting not wanting to like listen and change and adapt. Like niggas like looking at the difference between No Name and J. Cole and, you know, by extension women and men, niggas was digging in No Name's ass over that capitalism shit. I was on Twitter when she tweeted that. And I remember, like, the fire that she caught, she she leaned in and reassessed. Mm-hmm. I feel like men are personally offended by, like, the men are trash, men are this, men are that. And I feel like um, men are using that personal offense, much like uh, white people do when we talk about white people and about racism, white supremacy, using their own personal offense or allowing their own personal offense to become a roadblock towards, you know, being better, being potentially more open to the shit. So it feels like a lot of that is happening, too, because, of course, the debate around this shit has broken down across gender lines like men. Yeah. A lot of I saw a lot of men who were with no name, too. Uh, but I saw probably more men who were, you know, with Cole on this. And I don't think that it's a beef. I don't think that. um you know, like it's it's it needs to be a bigger thing than it is. But I do think that it's part of a conversation that we're having where people who aren't men are renegotiating this power dynamic that men have created in the world. Yeah, I think um, what a lot 
comes out of it for me too is a situation. I saw this and I saw someone, a woman say this and it's the truth is that, you know, this comes down a lot to, you know, a guy who says, you know, he doesn't say call women bitches and like, you know, doesn't, you know, disrespect women. So like he doesn't think he's a misogynist. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think for people who understand in the long run, like, listen, I try not to be that, you know, I try not to call women out their names. I try to, uh, you know, be respectful in all situations. And, but I do understand that, like, listen, I was raised in a misogynist society. So I still carry those ideas in the back of my head in a lot of fucking ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I try to check myself, even in like just regular conversations with women that I, I talk to, or like just trying to like go, oh, I don't, and this goes across the board too, in situations where like I'm talking to a friend and they're going through something and to like get out of that thing, like, yeah, I understand. Cause you know what? There's times I don't fucking understand, but like right. it's a go-to to say, oh, I understand. Like if a woman's talking about like a specifically uh, something that is affecting her, like don't say you understand, say like, damn, or be supportive. Yeah. But like, but again, it's like, you know, it's about learning and understanding. And I think sometimes it comes down to are people open to those ideas and open to that critique that you, you know what, like you're not perfect. And I think a lot of times we're raised in such a, we're raised in such a misogynistic society that we automatically assume that we know, like, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? And we automatically. Exactly. We got it worked out. We understand. It's like, no, you know what? We don't. And sometimes you need to fucking just shut up and listen. Yeah. That's just difficult. You know what I mean? Um, All of us are intelligent people, you know, try to be, you know, on the right side of things and treat people right. And it's, you know, it's difficult when you hear that. All right. That shit's not good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there needs to be more and like a deeper commitment. Like that shit's not, you know, personally comfortable. There's a whole conversation um, to be had about how all of us living in the Western world have privilege over people in the quote unquote global yeah. South. You know what I mean? So it's, which is that shit ain't going to be comfortable neither. <laughs> you know no, what I'm saying? Once it, once it really, the way this, you know, conversation about manhood and men is happening and this conversation around white folks is happening, that conversation about, you know, the first world, third world and shit and all of that, that ain't going to be comfortable neither. You know no. what I mean? We're captives in this shit, but we still benefit from it. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, at the end of the day, fucking change is hard, long, and uncomfortable. Like, you know what I mean? And once you understand that, then you'll understand that your personal growth will be hard, long, and fucking uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And listen, man, you know, I want to be the best human being I can be, Mm -hmm. right? So... What I'm going to try and do is be open and listen. And and listen, man, you know, I, I feel like any conversation I've had with somebody who is a marginalized person, mm-hmm. right? I have generally, they've been open to the idea of somebody being like, yo, I wasn't perfect then. I'm trying to grow and become a better person. Right. No one expects you to be, the you know, perfect from jump, man. You know what I mean? Like, right. 
I think people generally understand the situation that we grow up in in this society and go like, you know, uh, oh, shit, like you had these shitty ideas. Like, but that's, you know, that's not your specific fault. It's your specific fault if you decide you've been exposed to better ideas and just don't want to adapt to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to switch it up. Yeah, like it's it, like you've made the decision like, yo, you, you get told like, you know, I, I mentioned catcalling earlier, so I'll use that again as an example. If like you get told like, yo, catcalling ain't cool. Yeah, don't do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. And then you just go do it anyway. Then you're a fucked up. Then you're fucked up there. Right. Right. But like if you didn't like, yeah, I didn't understand that that wasn't a cool. Like I just thought that that was literally how we grew up is when we were kids. That's how we grew up. Like you slow down and like you're out from yeah, the yeah. car. Yeah. That was what you did, right? That's how I grew up, how I was exposed to that's how you tried to attract a woman. Right. When I was put on as now I was never big on that stuff anyway, just because I was I was kind of shy. So that was never really my thing. But I I've done it, shit like that. So I'm not right. gonna say I'm I'm the perfect, you know what I mean? I've done it. So but when I found out that shit wasn't cool, yeah. Like I just didn't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's certain things you can do, you know, you just, you got to grow. You got to be open and willing. And I, sometimes I wonder like how open and willing some people are to new ideas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seemed like, um, with this cold thing, it was a lot of feelings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's it it didn't seem to me like I like I don't think anybody's like talking down to J. Cole. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like I don't know where, you know, you got that from, but um, you know, she sent the song back, which wasn't even really a diss. She she really was questioning like, This is what you she said, the world's going up in smoke and like you writing about me. Like, yeah, you got this is what you about? got from the situation? Right. Right. And I appreciated that even no name is like a class act anyway. I appreciate that in that um, she took the time to lift up like the trans women who had been killed uh-huh. last week. She made sure to really use that time and attention for something good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, personally, me, I'd rather listen to no name rap anyway. But you know, <laughs> no, no disrespect to Cole, but you know, out of the two of y'all, is one of y'all I got both of y'all albums. It's one <laughs> exactly. of y'all I got two albums from, and it ain't J Cole. So you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think uh, in the long run, I hope people learn from this situation and take a learning experience from it. Yeah, yeah, you got to right? be open. Um, so yeah, I guess we can talk a little bit of new music. Yeah, real quick before we get into new music, um, I happened to stumble across this shit yesterday on uh, YouTube. It just mm. like popped up in like my you know like my the algorithm or whatever, and it's called uh, "Through the Lens." It's through, uh, it's for it's like it's on Def Jam's YouTube channel, and it's um, it's a little docu series that they're, they they created that's uh it's about like the legendary pictures that they uh that like you know they have like followed Def Jam through history and shit. Right. Um, I'm gonna pull up her name. The first because it's like 12 minute episodes. They're not like super long or anything. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and there's three of them. It's only the one that's out now. Next week the new one will drop, and then after then like. 
two weeks after that, the last one drops. It's going through like the 35 years that the, the label's been around. Word. Um, and the first one's uh, about uh, Jeanette Beckman. Um, she's a British, uh, British John who like, she was, she, you know, uh, she came over to, uh, she's from England and came here and was like, like doing a lot of stuff on the punk scene. Oh, okay. Um, and so she was, uh, you know, doing a lot of that stuff. And then she started to like try and get, she got into, uh, to, um, to, uh, hip hop through Def Jam. Mm. Um, uh, first of all, like she took that iconic photo of Slick Rick grabbing his nuts with like the champagne bottle in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Classic. So she took, yeah, she took that picture. Um, she did the EPMD when they're on the cover of the uh, the wheels, like on the cover of their whips and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first like promo photo for LL Cool J where he's holding the bull box, mm-hmm. that she took that. Wow. Um, I wish they would have like did a little more. It's only like 12 or 13 minutes, so mm-hmm. it's limited. But I wish they would have got a little more. Like it's literally, I think there was more to do right. from it. I think it could have been expanded. Um, and she's like, she was interesting. So I, I was kind of like, because each one's going to follow a different uh, photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. like, so I kind of was like, I wish they would have did a little more with it. Mm-hmm. Um but it was dope, and like it was dope just to see like some of the pictures she had took. So like they were going through a lot of the pictures she took, um, but they didn't get enough into like that. Like they just kind of showed them, didn't talk about as much where right. I think they could have. Um, but like I think it's dope. It's it's cool to look at. It's beautifully done. Like it's beautifully shot. So mm-hmm. um, I, I would definitely say check that out, and then like check out this week's coming up, and then the week two weeks later, like I would. It's something when it's finished in in a couple weeks I'm gonna like go through the whole thing so it's a different photographer that worked with Def Jam yes it's three different photographers that okay. work with Def Jam each week I wonder if like Ricky Powell is one it of is them. it's Ricky yeah. Powell I think it's the next one okay okay yeah, yeah that makes sense um, but it was cool I would definitely say check that out it was dope and if you like into visuals like it's really good yeah I'm gonna watch it tonight yeah it's cool um, yeah uh, so new music though this week uh, did you check out anything yeah, uh, shout out to the homie Steve. He put me on. I didn't even know Killer Priest had a new record, uh, but he put me on to the new Killer Priest record, Rocket to Nebula. Uh huh. It's really fucking good and weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, Killer Priest, his uh, flow is kind of like relaxed anyway. Yeah. But the production is really weird. It kind of reminds me of uh Ka, like a lot of his stuff where it's like no drums. Yeah. He's okay. like rapping over like, you know, just like music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like real trippy and weird. I just uh listened to it um last night and a little bit today, but I'm gonna uh revisit it and like really, really dig deep. Cause I know, you know, Killer Priest he be dropping like the jewels yeah. and shit in his yeah. bars. But yeah, it's uh, I fuck with it. Hey listen man, when we was coming up, you didn't even need to go to school. You just needed <laughs> Basic instructions before leaving Earth. Uh huh. And nature of the threat. And right. that was all the information you needed. You was a certified college yeah. professor. Exactly, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, tenure. You listen to nature of the threat, you know, 10 times that summer. You was basically a college level professor. Oh, yeah. On history 100%. and racial studies. Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I Listen, I ain't never go to my first period history class, but yeah. I ain't need to because yeah. I, I had that. Let's play that nature of the threat. Exactly. Um, 
Uh, no, nah, I'm gonna check that out though. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check that out. Uh, did you check out the new Anderson Pack uh, song? Yeah, yeah. Lockdown. I listened to it. Yeah, I like it a lot. And J Rock's on it from yes. uh, TDE. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um. And I said this. Shout out to Rhythm. Uh, I said this to her. I was like, it's a little weird because like it's a super heavy topic, right? But it's a it's a bot. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's, cause, yeah, it's about showing up at uh, protests and yeah. And yeah. in the video, they have like they look like they've been shot with like rubber bullets and shit. Yeah. See, I didn't see the video. Um, the she posted dope. it. Yeah, she posted it, and I I didn't actually. I, I like asked her from that. Like, oh, is this the new joint? Um, and that's what we got to that conversation. And I, but I was like, yeah, it's kind of like it's a little weird that it's like, yo, this shit is kind of like, you know, yeah, it's like groovy. But yeah, it's really groovy. It's very vibey. And um, for it to be like, you know, this is a heavy topic to discuss in that way. But like, um, like she said, like it's like it's important to have that kind of that that kind of feeling, though. You know yeah. what I mean? He 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 hit the tone. And he usually he usually is good for this, like hitting like the right tone for a song. I think he did it with this. It's not like yeah. solemn. I feel like sometimes a lot of the music that is like kind of like branded as like resistance music and film too is really just like oh this like all powerful white man or all powerful mm-hmm. police department. We're just so beat down and somber. It's like nah, this shit is like some celebratory he even says in the song he's like oh basically like yo we showed up to the protest and the cops was wilding but we gonna be back you yeah know what I mean? we coming back tomorrow it's like it's like yeah like fuck you you know what i'm saying not can't like, break my spirit yeah it's not like we're like beat down and and you know whatever there's just like a lot of that art out too and i like more stuff like this is like joyful rebellion shit yeah, definitely. I mean, like, we gonna be all right is that kind of wave, like right. you know what I mean, right. the Kendrick joint. So that, yeah, that definitely, it, it, that definitely fits. Um, also, you know, I gotta throw in some grime. You know what I mean? Shout out anytime. Uh, an artist named Dutch Avelli. Mm-hmm. Um, he's featuring my man, one of the dudes who like I really fuck with, the dude M Hancho, who's mm-hmm. like British Future. Um, they got a joint called Burning. And uh, Dutch Avelli, like I tried to do a little week when I heard this, I was like, oh, I like this shit. So I tried to do like a little like look up on him to mm. see like you know past stuff. And he's got like a bunch of singles. I don't think he has a whole album out. Um, he may have like a mixtape over there. I just haven't found it yet. Um, but uh, he's dope. He like has like his deep like gravelly voice. Um, but it's really vibey joint. Uh, it's called Burning. Um, it's on like a mixtape. Like I think it's called like Grime Ten or some shit like that. Mm. So it's like I think it's like your ten year thing of Grime or some shit. Uh, so I'm gonna do some more research into it because I really didn't get a chance to check out the whole project. But it's not like his thing. It's just like they are featured on this song is featured on it. Um, right. So uh, I'm gonna check that out. But it's it's a dope record. Um, you know, if you're into that. You know, I'm not gonna I'm trying I'm not I'm done trying to convert people like you know what I mean. <laughs> if you fuck with it, fuck with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I I pretty much got like when my kids did that shit the one day when I was just like they were like yo they started like I put I was an M Hancho record they were like yo this beat is dope and as soon as like he came on with the the British <laughs> accent they were like ah right, listen she put oh, her earphones in I was like yeah I guess I ain't converting people man right. Uh, but no, uh, definitely check that out if you're into it. Like it's it's a dope record. Um, 
So uh, other than that, man, um, I think we can start rapping. Uh, yeah. You know, you can check us out on all the platforms uh, on Twitter, Instagram, where uh, serious rap shit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, indie underscore SRS. That's I N D I underscore SRS on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, yep. You're John underscore Liberator on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and uh, oh, also, if you're listening to this in the uh, the um, Apple Podcast app, you can mm-hmm. re- rate and review us right there. It really, really helps. We really, really need it. We're at like 80, I think. I would love to get to 100 um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so please take the second, rate and review us. Um, only if you're giving out five stars, though. Otherwise, yeah, save, save that sucker shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you can even excuse me, you can even write a bad review as long as you give us five stars. It doesn't really make a difference. Um, I don't think they're going to do that. If they, if, they, <laughs> if they take it that far, they'll be like, "Man, I don't like these guys. These guys are fucking anarchists." Da, 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 da. And I don't like that one guy's voice. But then five stars, <laughs> like you're a hey, psycho man. if you do that. Um, but you know. Uh, also, the abolished ice T-shirts are oh. available on Instance Trap and Yoga. Um, so, if you want to support part of those proceeds, go to helping families separated at the border. Because don't forget, during all this crazy shit, um, we literally still have babies in cages uh, on the border. So, yeah, um, you know, if you want to fight back against a little bit of that, like I said, part of the proceeds go toward. Um, helping family separated at the border. You would also be helping um, a woman-owned business, a black woman-owned business. Yes, yes. Um, and so that's dope. At incest trapping yoga, uh, and you know, other than that, you know, we'll be around. We got some shit coming. Um, expect more videos. I posted a, a cool little edited video where we talked about the five bloods last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna be starting doing some more stuff like that. Oh, follow us, uh, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube at Serious Rap Shit. Yeah, uh, we have a YouTube channel. Um, at serious rap shit. Subscribe there, um, and um, you know we we'll got some more shit coming for y'all. You know we're excited for the future, man, and uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Yeah, peace Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Tomorrow night, it's the biggest night of the year for podcast fans. Our 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. These are really some of the best and brightest and smartest and most compelling minds in the country. Celebrate the podcasts we've leaned on for laughs, headlines, stories to get our adrenaline pumping, and voices to comfort us. This is a huge honor. We did it! Thank you to my listeners, because without them, this wouldn't happen. Don't miss our 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Watch on iHeartRadio's YouTube and Facebook, and listen on our iHeartRadio app tomorrow at 9 p.m.